0: Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host as always, Adam Fonseca, Editor-in-Chief over at GolfUnfiltered.com. Follow me on Twitter at GolfUnfiltered. Send me an email, Adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. We've got a Facebook fan page, Instagram, Snapchat for those Snapchatters out there, and all that other fun stuff. We are welcoming two guests on the show today. Uh, We are welcoming back Mr. Tony Covey from MyGolfSpy.com. This is the third time Tony's been on the show and he's a great Uh, Follow on Twitter. You can follow him at GolfSpyT, and certainly go out to MyGolfSpy.com and read all his great stuff out there. And we are bringing back the Secret Tour Pro Assistant. Uh, We call him Mr. Assistant in today's episode, and of course you can follow the Secret Tour Pro Twitter account. At Secret Tour Pro. And so the topic for discussion today is all about the pending sale of the golf brands under the Adidas group, which includes, of course, TaylorMade, Ashworth, Adams Golf, and a few others. Most of the conversation focuses specifically on TaylorMade and Adidas Golf. We're going to talk about why they're selling, who could be buying these brands, as well as where some of the biggest names who currently fall under that sponsorship umbrella may be going. And those include, of course, Dustin Johnson, Jason Day, Sergio Garcia, Justin Rose. And so it's a uh, definitely a golf equipment nerd's dream, at least this conversation is. Uh, but strap it in, sit back, and we hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Well, we're waiting.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you heard in the intro, we are welcomed by two special guests today to talk all about the pending Adidas Group sale, uh, specifically the golf brands under the Adidas Group. Uh, first, we are joined by Mr. Tony Covey from, you know him from MyGolfSpy.com. Tony, how are you today?
2: Doing well, thanks.
0: And we are also joined by the fan favorite Secret Tour Pros Assistant. Mr. Assistant, how are you today?
1: I'm good, thanks yourself.
0: Doing very well, and thanks, guys, for uh, agreeing to come on. And actually, uh, Mr. Assistant, you reached out to us. You wanted to get us on and, and talk a little bit about this pending sale. And, and as our listeners know and readers of the site know, you've, you've got a lot of input into the world of golf equipment and all things PGA Tour.
1: Definitely think it's something that's uh, going to reach out. I'm going to get some numbers off you guys, definitely. And it's—I uh, think people will be um, surprised about what me and Tony have got to say. And I think people will I don't know, they'll be surprised and they'll also be happy. There'll be some miserable faces. Who knows? Who knows? Let's see where this one goes, shall we? Awesome.
0: And so, guys, let's just get right into it. Uh, Tony, I'll go to you first. Obviously, news broke earlier in the month that, as I mentioned in the intro, that the Adidas Group is selling off its golf brands, man. Uh, why, why is this happening? Why, why is the Adidas Group selling off all of the brands that you've been reporting on MyGolfSpy.com for months now?
2: I think uh, short answer is probably that in the eyes of the Adidas group, the golf business ain't what it used to be. Mm. Uh, it's, it's fair to say that TaylorMade probably was, was killing it at one point, sort of leaders of the industry, and over the past couple of years, their uh, profits and, and market share even have declined a bit, and it's just not what Adidas wants it to be at this point.
0: Which is crazy, and I know that a lot of the Uh, rumors have been swirling as you had mentioned and as you've covered on mygolfspy.com and you're right the golf industry ain't what it used to be and you know mr assistant kind of going over to you would you agree that the the golf industry as a whole at least on the equipment side is is hurting in any way
1: absolutely absolutely and i think tony will agree that margins for clubs these days for what people can buy and sell and and trade prices. Is minimalistic now, um, and and it's it's no surprise that the likes of TaylorMade now are, are looking to get rid. And it's no, it's no surprise, you know, you know, margins are getting smaller, equipment's getting more expensive, so it, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest, no.
0: And so that leaves us now with the news that broke earlier in the month. And you know, guys, it's it's uh, this has been rumored as we've been saying. You guys have been pointing to the fact that the industry is kind of on a decline. Uh, you know, Mr. Assistant, I know that we've talked a lot in a uh, few ways that maybe oversaturation of brand, of of clubs on the market could have something to do with this. Do you think that has anything to do with this pending sale or or? anything of that nature
1: uh, in, in a way yeah i think it does i mean tell me that they, they'll they like to um they like to get the clubs out quite often don't they let's let's be honest and you know i think you know that we have to look at it now as if either producing quantity or they're producing quality okay now if you go to a titleist brand who just released the one sixties this year uh, and before the 712s and the 714s in between that as well, they were all quality products. They were all made on a, a time basis. you Even look at the, the you know the tireless drivers, the 915 and the 913. There was two years between you know the differentiating of the two, and and you know TaylorMade have almost you know they've tripled their outcome within that time. And you know we've had the SLDR, we've had the Aero Burner, the SLDR Mini. We've now had the R15. We've had the m1 and now we have got the m2 and that's that's six drivers i can count on one hand in the space that titleists have released two so it's it's kind of like mass level production is, is what you're saying is correct would you not would you not agree tony on that one i i think that's definitely a
2: part of it uh, um, you know it's interesting i think you know backing up a little bit uh, I think everybody would agree that there, there's been a decline in the golf industry I think that that hard, that point's hard to argue against but I, I think if you talk to to Callaway if you talk to Nike if or, and, and paying titleists they'll they'll all tell you that there is opportunity for growth and, and I'm sure each of those companies would tell you that you know they're having a pretty good run of things right now um, you know Nike may be a surprise to a lot of people but you know, Clubs aren't their business for the most part. Uh, Titleist does well with the ball. Callaway has done well through sort of reinventing, uh, or certainly altering the definition of what a golf company is. And so, I mean, there are opportunities there. I think the problem with, for TaylorMade has been, you know, we can talk about oversaturation and, and the slash and burn on the pricing, but big picture, I think they're, The meat of their problems comes from an inability or at least, you know, call it an unwillingness or an inability to adapt to to changes within the industry. So they're, for the most part, doing the same thing they've always done and it just doesn't work anymore.
1: But what do you say, say, though, that, you know, you're saying that Nike and Callaway and Titleist, which they are all saying there is room for growth. You know, said and Nike, for example, you know, one of my reps that I know very well, they said, uh, this year's been fantastic for them. They're, they're, you know, their stocks are through the roof. They're having a fantastic year. Their products, are, they're up. Um, the the big-name brands are all playing them now, and guys are going to the shops, and they're choosing them as a, a preferred so a retailer now, for example. But would you say that instead of, whereas the of Nike and So and Collingway and Tires have grown, would you not say that tailormade have rapid growth, which in which in turn is then, Brought the decline of the company. Would you look at it from that point of view as well?
2: Yeah, certainly. And I, I would say you, as, as much as you know, TaylorMade was the model in terms of growth, I think they reached a point where they their growth surpassed their own expectations. You know, if we're going to put a point on a map, it, it's it seems to be stage two, you know, RBZ stage two. Uh, is sort of where the where the sort of the trend the other direction came uh, based on the on the, the success of Rocket Balls, they sort of scaled for that they saw those kind of numbers as their new reality, and and when that didn't pan out and certainly it hasn't panned out it's sort of been inarguably all downhill from there, uh, again they just haven't adapted to that they haven't changed their business model to to scale for the new ro- uh, sort of that new reality uh, well I mean there there have been some changes in fairness right we have seen those release cycles. Starting with R15 to sort of slowing and normalize to, to at least an annual type of thing where they're they're not releasing five, six, seven drivers a year. Is
1: it? Yeah, I mean, certainly SLD, I mean right. it was like the SLDR, then the SLDR I mini, mean, then they had the R15 and the Aero Burner. They all came out within something like eight months of each other. Didn't they? And people were just going, you know, well, hang on a minute. If you're making the best product in January, why is the next best product coming in March? And then the next best product's coming in August. I think people got a bit. Maybe not flustered, but obviously a bit. Well, hang on a minute. What's going on here? Is you know, are they producing good clubs or are they producing, uh, you know, exaggerated clubs? If, in in a in a way is, is what a lot of what I've heard.
0: And Mr. Assistant, on, on that point, you know, and, and speaking, how how are people? How are guys on the tour viewing all of this? Do, do they see it? In the end, do they have comments similar to what you know—the layperson, the amateurs, uh, people who go out and actually buy this equipment off the store shelves? Do they have a negative opinion on how TaylorMade's release cycles have impacted the industry?
1: I think I think from a top pros' perspective, it's a lot different. You know, okay, they're not going down and dick sporting goods or, or American golf in the UK, and they're not forking out three hundred pounds or five hundred bucks for a new driver. So. That that aspect to them is is a bit of a. It's, it's different for them to look at it. You know, they walk into a tow van and they say, "Oh yeah, let's have this half fifteen with, you know, D-man Whiteboard in and, and off of the range and hit it." And oh, let's try this. It's a different aspect for them. From an aspect from outside of TaylorMade, for example, the you know the STPE he always he, he does tell me that their their products are mass produced to a point that is beyond silly. And I I use the word silly in a bit of a there is so many of them within such a short period of time that, well, is is you know is the SLDR really any better than the you know the M1 that's just come out now? There's a two year gap between them, and like I've mentioned before, the nine one three and the nine one five were two years apart, and, and the Nike drivers as well, range has you know has been you know they had the covert and then they had the Vapor, so and that's been an eighteen month apart. So people look at it and think, well, you know, hang on a minute. You know, they're producing eight drivers in two years, whereas the other guys are producing two or three drivers in two years. I think it from a tour perspective, that you know, it's almost silly if that makes sense, that the guys are going, Well, hang on a minute, what is right and what is wrong? Um, if you can comprehend what I'm trying to say there. Sure,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and I I think it makes complete sense and you know, There's – my personal opinion, you know, I just – I agree completely with the two of you. I I think that there's just so much oversaturation. I think when you put yourself into the shoes of the pro shop owner who's got to move this inventory because the new stuff's coming in in just a couple of months, you you look at it from a different perspective and probably one that a lot of golfers, at, at least amateur golfers, don't see or at least don't consider all the time. Uh, but regardless of the, the underlying reasons, and I think we really hit on why, uh, but why the Adidas Group is selling off of you know partially all you know their brands, who's actually going to be buying these brands? And I know, Tony, when you and I talked about this topic uh, a couple of months ago now, uh, because, again, you've been reporting on this at my Golf Spy for quite a while, uh, one of the big buyers was the Wanda Group. Do you feel that they're still in the conversation at this time, or are there other buyers that you've heard uh, in play at this point? It, it's actually interesting. I, I haven't heard, at least of
2: late, any any real specific names mentioned. Certainly between our readers and and some of the other you know sort of the online forum world, you have speculation about is it going to be Under Armour? New Balance has been thrown around, uh, but I think I think ultimately it, it's probably going to shake out as a a private equity firm coming in and buying it and then you know who knows what happens from there that's it's hard to speculate on on what happens until you know the the who of of who's doing it but yeah um i I would guess that ultimately it's going to shake out as a name that that the majority of the gross majority of golfers are unfamiliar with interesting and
0: and mr assistant do you have you heard similar things perhaps a name or a private equity group that amateur golfers aren't really aware of
1: i'm i'm kind of with the you know with the same you know aspect of what tony says you know i think eventually when it is sold off it will be you know a private equity firm that does come in and you know just takes over the tailor-made name and hopefully they'll restore some pride back into the brand because you know, it, it, is, it is missing a bit of pride. You know, you look at TaylorMade from 10 years ago, they were fantastic clubs, weren't they? Or 15 years ago when, you know, Justin in, just Rose at, the, the, you know, at Birkdale chip in. You just remember them days from... And I think TaylorMade has gone backwards. You know, they, I don't think they create good irons anymore now. You know, you just look this year, for example, the, the PSI tour irons. You know, Day, Rose and Johnson put them in the bag for one tournament and now they've flicked them all out because they're crap in, in essence is, is the words that have been used by myself and um, many others that I've heard <laughs> um, but I think that's what will eventually happen is someone that will come in a private equity company will come in they'll see where they've gone wrong and I think they will make them into a proper golf brand again as for names new balance was floated around a little bit the other day um, from, from what I heard here and there um, whether whether they're going to have the money to to stump up to pay the Adidas Group, that's going to be to to, to play for. But um, I think I agree with Tony. If, eventually, I think it'll be a private equity firm that will come in and take over the company. It, what what does interest me though is what happened to do the facilities down in like Carlsbad and what what's going to happen with the Adams and um, and and stuff like that. I think that'll be interesting in how they sell it off. They sell off individually, or whether well, they sell them all off as one, um, you know, one brand as such, which I think will be interesting. And that
0: was the next question, really is I mean, it, will the same buyer scoop up all of these sub brands, Adam Gall, Ashworth, and what have you? And Tony, do you feel that it's going to be a one full swoop and just pick up all these brands, or do you think they're going to be sold off individually?
2: <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea at this point. Uh, if you had asked me. You know, probably going back six months ago, give or take, when it it became apparent that that Ashworth was stagnant and Adams was, was sort of done. <laughs> yeah. I, I at that point, I would I would have guessed that both of those brands would have been sold off by now. Uh, so the fact that they're still lingering, you know, maybe it's maybe it's part of a package. I'm not not real sure i think ashworth probably has still has a little bit of value adams at this point is a logo so it, it's almost at the point where it's the type of thing that ends up being a house brand at, at a Dix or a you know golf galaxy or you know i would say sports authority but they've got their own problems at this point so true um yeah who knows honestly uh it will be interesting but again i mean i think i think if we, we talk about what, what my readers kind of hope for and what the reality is, I think the odds that somebody's going to buy Adams and, and restore the brand to, to what it appeared to be before TaylorMade
0: bought it, uh, that's just not going to happen. You know, and it's interesting that the name New Balance comes up. You know, we, ha- we can't forget that Adidas Golf is its own clothing brand, and so they, they handle a lot of just the, the clothing side and the footwear. Do we feel that? Will they remain under the Adidas group or are they going to be one of the, the sub companies or sub brands that are going to be involved in any type of sale? And Mr. Assistant, I'll go to you first on any commentary on that.
1: I think they're going to remain their own entity out there to a degree. You know, I did ask Golf, I think, is what is, what is going to stay as. Um, uh, yeah. They're obviously going to stay in the footwear and apparel market. Whether they say in the ball market as well, I'm not 100% certain. They might, maybe they might try and um, re-advertise the you know the TPX or whatever they make these days with um, an Adidas ball. I'm not 100% certain to be honest, but I can I can pretty much guarantee you that you know Adidas Golf will remain somewhere you know making apparel, making footwear and, and bags. But I think what we can guarantee is that made won't be part of Adidas for much longer. I think that's a, an absolute definite
2: yeah adidas has been absolutely clear uh, if you read through the the financial reports uh, they've been even even going back to the annual report that you know a couple months ago the twenty fifteen annual report it was it was made abundantly clear that regardless of what adidas does with tailor made adidas golf uh, the which is effectively the apparel footwear division. Uh, is going to remain under the adidas brand so it's it's not open for discussion they won't be part of any sale at all yeah. so that's and
1: i, I think to, and to, to a degree as well tony i think you'll agree that the, the you know the markup price on a on a pair on footwear is you know increasingly more than what you know you can make on a club so the, the money the money these days is is clearly in apparel, isn't it you know just look at under armor for example That taking over golf, practically. I look at Puma. Puma don't really sponsor anyone apart from um, Ricky Fowler and um, Kelton, uh, Delat and a few others, isn't here and there. Um, but they stay out of it and their their golf attire seems to be doing really well. So, like Tony says, you know, it's, it was never up for discussion. Never will they sell. No. Will they ever stop doing anything? Who do, so no. but are they for, for the foreseeable, anyway, it's, it's a definite they're not going... they're not they're not not leaving the golf business as adidas golfers as such let's say
0: yeah well we've kind of already breached this subject with mentioning a few names already but let's kind of get into obviously the big four players on tour that are sponsored at least currently by taylormade and the adidas group uh by proxy uh we've got Dustin Johnson, we've got Jason Day, Justin Rose, Sergio Garcia, and let's break these guys down one by one, starting with Dustin Johnson. And Tony, I'll go to you first. Uh, There's got to be some question on who's going to pick up these guys from a sponsorship standpoint after the sale, the pending sale of TaylorMade. Do you see any particular company or have you heard of anything from your sources where Dustin Johnson might be headed? I've, uh, suffice
2: to say, I've done plenty of digging around. And at this point there, there's plenty, probably more rumor and speculation than there is reality. But, you know, sometimes there's, there's some interesting things to be gleaned from that chatter. I think probably it, it's, it's good to, to first mention that to the best of my information or knowledge from multiple sources, uh, Jason Day and Dustin Johnson have tailor-made Adidas contracts that are up at the end of the year. Uh, Garcia and Rose, I'm told, are not done. So, you know, that's not to say that something couldn't happen and they wouldn't be released from a contract or, or bought out or something like that. But um, there's, there's not sort of that immediacy that there is with with dj and and day so as far as dustin johnson goes um you know certainly i think uh stp reported that he was seen banging away some, some nike fairway woods not too long ago um also hearing some some chatter and and part of this is certainly speculation but if i were to uh, you know go <laughs> if, if vegas <laughs> took wagers on this sort of thing i would i would put the dj money on pxg i think that's probably the most likely destination especially when we consider the the tour market has changed a little bit and and if you look callaway for example is, is not going to spend big uh, like they may have in the past you know they're really focused on on ROI and and again their their model for example is is far less dependent on on the tour than than its competitors. Obviously TaylorMade is unlikely to be a spender in, in this market. Sure. So I think you know Ping, not one that traditionally spends big, uh, they they tend to choose their spots and beyond that I, I mean if you look at sort of who has money and and who's likely to spend on tour. Uh, based on what we've seen in the last year or, or even several years, obviously PXG is a new player in the market, but but the spenders are PXG and Nike. Now, uh, whether or not they'll they'll spend what what these guys want to get is a whole other thing, and I'm I'm hearing that you know Jason Day, for example, wants what's being called quote Ricky Fowler money end quote, <laughs> uh, and it, it may not be out there based on his projected markability. But yeah, so back to your original question, I think. Uh, DJ, best guess PXG, but you know I don't have anything that that makes me feel like that's that's imminent.
0: Mr. Assistant, you got anything uh, other than PXG, or are you hearing anything different for a DJ?
1: Well, I think I think DJ is the the then DJ is the main talking point. I think isn't he over the you know the next one's gone out Eight months until the new year comes in, and yeah, I mean there's there's been a lot of rumors talked around here and there. My understanding is that he's he's got an Adidas clothing contract uh, beyond next year. Um similar to what Sergio Garcia has currently, okay? What people forget in the minute is Sergio is not sponsored by uh TailorMade as such, he's sponsored by Adidas. Um you know, it's, it's quite clearly easily uh, noticeable. Um for example he has Adidas on his hat instead of a tailor made logo and his gloves um are all um Adidas ones as well. Which are surprisingly uh, not available to DJ or anyone else. <laughs> um, but I did send you that picture earlier on in the changing room um, with, with DJ with New Charles three sixes on, and I think that picture gave a lot away. You know, the, with the the Adidas hat on, exactly the same as what Sergio was, um, and a lot of things. A lot of pointers from what I've heard is that they're not losing him. He's taking a pay cut, but he will be in Adidas apparel for next year. Um, I think that's a given. Um, where he goes with his clubs, I said to Dennis, I said to Tony the other day, I said that he is rumored, you know, to be in Arizona in a few, years, uh, a few weeks time. Sorry, um, testing a few of these clubs out, testing a few of these numbers out. Bob Parsons, he wants he wants a big player, you know. And I reported in the last year that you know we're expecting someone big. Jack, I, I can't see Jason today going to P X G. It's just something that doesn't sit right, you know, and I'll come, I'll come round to that in a minute, but yeah, I agree with, um, with what Tony says, I think he'll end up with an Adidas closing a deal with a, a PXG, um, irons in his bag and, and drivers, that's, that's, I think that's a pretty much given for next year for him.
0: Fair enough, and then you kind of mentioned Jason Day as well, uh, Mr. Assistant, do, do do you feel that he's going a similar route or you had mentioned that perhaps PXG wasn't a good fit for Jason Day?
1: No, I, I don't think he's a good fit for, for, for PXG, I mean I, I know from a rumoured sources last year that Bruce Kepka was um, interested, let's say, in, in, a, in a PXG contract and I think one of the reps, um, one of the one of the later season events um, Brooks' his agent approached one of the PXG reps and I think the money which Brooks asked for which was um, ludicrous was, was the word used <laughs> was laughed in his face, so I think Jason will want money, just like you know, like Tony says, he wants Ricky money. I've got a banker. I'll say 95%. Um, this time next year, Jason Day will be wearing a Nike hat with a bag full of Nikes, um, with his best friend Tiger and Mark Steinberg doing him an absolute ripper of a deal. Um, he can't go anywhere else, to be honest. Who's gonna, who's got the money to to pay for, to pay for him? No one has, you know. So. That's that's where I see him going. I'll have a 95% banker. I'd walk in Vegas now and put a lot of money on him wearing Nike outcome come January. I just I just I just, I, just I, think, I think it's the perfect fit. I really do. I think he's Nike material. I think he's he's great advertising. You look at some of the adverts he does for Tailor Made. He is the Nike fit, and I think if if he goes, I think they've just got to, the market over to take and then Nike. Would you not agree? If 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 he goes there, that's it. Really for them.
0: I would agree, Tony. Do you think Nike swoops in and grabs another number one in the world?
2: I think if we take compensation off the table and just look at the player, he he absolutely fits what I believe Nike wants out of its, its athletes. Uh, you know, I, I think he's... he he fits the mold, right? He's, he's sort of got an intensity to about uh, intensity about him, but you know, Nike also likes guys who they can put in front of large groups and who can, who can speak uh, intelligently about a product and be compelling and be believable. And I think Jason day certainly brings all of those things to the table. Um, But it's, you know, I I think, I think Nike is the logical destination, uh, but given how they've changed their business of late, it, there's certainly some questions whether or not they'll spend the kind of money he wants. Uh, And if they don't, then it sort of becomes, all right, is anybody going to spend that kind of money? Do we, does he then try and piece together, you know, sort of a multiple sponsored deal, but that's the other ripple with Nike. They Nike likes the full bag, you know, head to toe Nike gear, 14 clubs and a ball. So, you know, it's, it's almost an all or nothing proposition with them.
1: I, th- again, I think I think from a Nike point of view, sorry to interrupt there. I, I just think they they won't miss this opportunity. Well, I mean, you think now you look at the top top ten in the world. You know, you've got you've got your Tiger, you've got your Rory, you've got uh, Brooks Captain's Gus Giants, you've got Tony Finau's there. You add to Jason Day to that list as well. I don't think Nike are going to miss this opportunity, and I think if they do, they'll make a big mistake. Um, because he is, like, he is like he is like Tony says, you know, he's marketable. He will talk brilliant about company, and he will he's knowledgeable. People he, people do realise how knowledgeable of a man he is. You know, he, you know, you can have a proper conversation with him. On, you know, and he's knowledgeable. The other the other aspect is, and Tony's right on what it says, is maybe he goes down something like the Jordan Spieth route. You know, he, he signs a big deal with Under Armour and gets you know AT and T and fills his bag with whatever he fancies and, and, and goes down that route. Who knows? But like I said, my money is going one way and it's to Nike.
0: And so we've, we've heard PXG. We've heard Nike potentially, uh, swooping in and picking up Hudson Johnson and Jason day, uh, respectively. I, I also can see Jason day going with a multi-brand deal of some kind, a la Jordan Spieth, just like you pointed out, uh, Mr. <laughs> Assistant, but we'll see. I think he does fit that brand, uh, Persona that Nike's looking for, and he was that was the pick I had for him as well. Uh, but let's kind of transition over to Justin Rose. I mean, he's an interesting character. I haven't really been able to put him squarely in my mind in one bucket or another. Tony, I'll turn to you first. Where do you think Justin Rose ends up?
2: Well, I think he's uh, whatever whatever the expiration date on the Taylor made deal is. I think he he plays that out. So I think he's there at least another year. Uh yeah and he is sort of a he's one of those guys right tremendous talent but the marketability marketability isn't certainly what it is with Jason Day or Speith or a Fowler or a McElroy or a Bubba Watson I mean he's sort of pretty far down that list for a top player you know likable guy but sort of lacking in wow factor uh, Ryder Cup performance notwithstanding <laughs> um, but uh, so I think I think if you consider you know, realistically, right. He's not, he's not Jason day. I think, you know, he may be more in the realm of, of a guy that, that, you know, could stay with Taylor wherever they end up. That's a possibility for sure. Um, and then I think you're, you're sort of in a situation where it's more wide open where, uh, the finances might work a little better for a Callaway or a Ping or somebody like that. So, uh, I mean, I I wouldn't even hazard a guess as to how that's going to shake out a
1: year plus from now.
0: Mr. Assistant, where do you uh, feel that Rosie's going to end up?
1: I, I I think we need to remember one thing with Ro- Rosie, and and this is important, that he is loyal to his brand. Okay, so he's been with TaylorMade since you know I think 99 or 97. I think he's been with them. So. He's been with them now for 20 years, so um, I think Tony's right. His deal does expire towards towards the end of next year, so the likely chance is that he'll see it out, Um, and then hopefully maybe that you know he he becomes the the brand ambassador for the new tailor made that's launched by the private equity company or, or, well, whoever buys it. I will put one name forward though, um, which. Realistically, maybe it's, but it's a definite possibility, and that's Bridgestone. Mm. I think it, it just for, just for an end of you know career, fill your boots have a bit of money on us. I could see him moving to Bridgestone just just for just for the you know the last bit of his career, just just to fill it out if that makes sense.
0: Bridgestone's making yep. a lot of moves these days. I mean, they picked up a few players uh, in the last couple of years. They've definitely got Matt Kuchar. They've got Brent Snedeker on their name, but they're definitely looking for a big name like that. And Tony, you, I cut you off.
2: Yeah, I, you know that that's one we haven't talked about. Um...
1: I think we forget that as well that Justin fits the bill for 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 Bridgestone as well. You look at him; is you know he's not a he's not a Jason Day he's not a Tiger Woods and he's not a a, a Mac, or he's not flamboyant or anything like that. But well, you look at all the, 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 the clientele that Bridgestone have in, you know, Kuchar, who's a quiet guy, he goes by his business. He makes a laugh and a joke on the range, funny guy. S- Snedek is exactly the same. He's a laid-back guy, funny guy, comes across fine, you know what I mean, gets on with the game. I think it's a model that would suit Justin just fine. You know what I mean? He'd, he'd slide in there nicely, wouldn't be over dramatic. Um, He'd pick up a clothing line with wh- whoever. I don't think that really matters to him, to be honest. Um but yeah, I think I think Bridgestone's a serious contender for, for, for Justin Rose in um at the end of next year. I think that's a serious contender, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. We haven't really talked about it, but when I was told that, you know, early I wanna say January time frame, I'd have to go back to my notes, but before TaylorMade or Adidas confirmed that, that TaylorMade was on the block, they entertained offers. I was told six offers came in, five from pe- private equity, and the six from Bridgestone. Uh, general thinking there is that Bridgestone wasn't necessarily a serious buyer, but it gave them the, the chance to take a look at the TaylorMade books and, and kind of get more insight than a competitor normally would. Uh, but certainly, you know, if we look at the company's bottom line, Bridgestone – Bridgestone has more money than most. Uh, they traditionally haven't been a big player on the tour, but the potential is there if, if they want to ramp it up. And we, we've heard for the last couple of years that that they wanted to be sort of more impactful in the U.S. market. And, you know, there was sort of a ramping up and then a, a quiet ramping down before anybody noticed they had ramped up. Uh, and this year, certainly, they're being a little more aggressive on the marketing front. But,
1: you know, ultimately, well, who knows? Yeah. But it's they, certainly they a possibility. There's many good things that come out of Bridgestone. I know a lot of people say that the ball that they make is is, is absolutely fantastic. And um, until I, I think we go back to let me the middle of last year, I think Under Armour were approaching uh, Bridgestone to make a golf ball for Under Armour, but um, a few things by the by the wayside there, and something happened. But you know, even Tiger Woods, you know, said that the Bridgestone ball is better than his own Nike ball, which is going. You know, I mean, I don't. You know, let's not no disrespect to Nike balls at all, but. You know they are to the great balls. You know, look at Bryson DeChambeau. He's he's just gone he with a you know a, a, a Bridgestone ball as well. So I think I think they'll make a sneaky move. I reckon somewhere on the line, yeah, I can see them um, signing. You know, the Justin Rose or you know someone, just, you know, just just someone just you know just just to fill that void they've got a little bit. I think.
0: I agree, and I I, I definitely. I had not considered Bridgestone for Justin Rose, but I think you guys have sold me on it, and they're a brand that I definitely love, and, and certainly the ball uh, does a lot for them, and I know that they're making a big effort in their, their metal woods as well as their irons, but that leaves us with one final name, at least on my list, and we can certainly discuss any others that you guys want to, but Sergio Garcia. Uh, hasn't really won a lot in recent years, but definitely a big, well-known name for TaylorMade right now. Uh, and Mr. Assistant, we'll go back to you on this one. Uh, we understand that perhaps Sergio's still under contract for at least another year, but after that, where does he end up?
1: I think well, what we need to start with is that he's obviously Sergio's not tied oh, right. with Taylor. With, with not he's not tied with TaylorMade. He's tied with Adidas, which, which I think is. Um, a big part of his deal um, as such. Sergio's a bit of a conundrum, okay? He was spotted at um, the whole Open last year in Vietnam. He was testing some SM5 wedges at the far end of the range. I think he thought he got away with it until a few guys um, reported home, let's just say, that they'd they'd seen him doing it. So, you know, Sergio does like a tinker with his wedge. You know, he's done it all his life. The, 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 Strong rumors that I've heard. Okay, is something along the lines of um, you know, he's going back to Titleist. I think he'll he will go back to the list, I think he's just, he's got nowhere else to go really. You know his options at Nike are shut. Callaway won't pay the money. Ping, Ping's a bit of an off-on company again. Like you said earlier on, Tony, it's a bit of a you know they they they're not built for the now either, really. So I think Titleist is his only option to go to and who knows maybe he makes his own clothing brand uh, alongside Adidas and you know sells his brand through that way who knows i think that's the a logical route for the way that Sergio's going to go
0: tony would you agree
1: yeah i think it's it's the most
2: probable again i, I can i can tell you with some degree of confidence he won't be a nike guy uh, i would i would say a high degree of confidence i don't think he's on their radar i don't think he'll ever be on their radar uh I think I think, he the,
1: I think he shut the door a few years ago, didn't he? At, um, at a press meeting in France once. I think he I think he flicked the Vs at someone that there was a Nike president at the time, and uh, I don't think it sat well with someone. And I don't think that will ever come out ever. Oh, yeah. So I think I think now nah, I think Tony's spot on there. To be honest, he'll never be a Nike player, no matter how much they offered him or how much he begged them. To be honest, it's uh, and you sort of look at
2: at how companies have, have handled the tour historically. Um, I would say, you know, if I, I kind of look at, at what Titleist tends to do, right. They have these, these great young players that are, uh, that are young. And, and when they sort of price themselves out of, of what Titleist wants to spend on a, on a full bag deal, they move on. Uh, you know, Tiger's probably a good example, Phil, uh, and, and obviously we'll see what happens, but, but, you know, it's not uncommon for these guys to come back and finish their tour, uh, their uh, their careers with titles either. So, you know, sort of the full circle. Sergio certainly fits that model. Uh, based on kind of how what Callaway has done within the the last couple of years he's he's probably not old enough to go to Callaway, you know, the Tom Watson <laughs> score him on the senior tour, join Arnold Palmer model whatever you want to call it but they Han-
1: they sort he of... has gone there now as well hasn't he? So yeah. that just tops it all off really.
2: Yeah, I mean they sort of they have this good crop of of younger guys and then they sort of have uh, you know Gary Player too sort of this ambassador level status. <laughs> Uh, and not much in between really and i, I think Sergio's probably very much in the in between uh so, so yeah and again ping I, boy I, I i really you know i'd be i'd be stretching the truth to tell you i have a good i a good handle on exactly what ping's tour strategy is but you know just gut feeling he doesn't fit there and certainly i don't i don't think he's a good fit for Cobra Puma necessarily so you know Logic, exclusionary logic to sure titleist makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants Sergio. Poor Sergio. He's, he's the <laughs> old, one of the few players that still has me blocked on Twitter, by the way, and I still don't know why. <laughs> but at any rate, so we've talked about quite a few players here. Uh, guys, who are we not talking about that we should be or anything about this pending deal or, or perspective deal that we need to mention right now and tony i'll kind of look at you first is there anything that we haven't talked about that you'd like to share about this
2: i guess the one thing i've been i've been kind of kicking around in in terms of how does this play out and and where does taylormade fit when all said and done um just saw you know you might have gotten the email too where this morning came in the the friendly reminder that taylormade has been the number one driver at the the players championship for 16 years running um and a lot of sort of the marketing plans and, and I would argue even the company identity is is predicated on, on these type of tour claims. So as we look at how this shakes out, one of the things I, I've wondered is is Tailormade or whoever owns TaylorMade gonna gonna do what they, they need to do to sort of maintain that position and that obviously that means some sort of tour spend. And the guys I've talked to, the hunch is that yeah, it's very important to, to who TaylorMade is. They're going to want to hold that spot, so they they're going to spend on on tour guys. But it it's not going to be what it is now, where you you have four relatively big name guys. It's it's going to be you know spreading spreading the wealth so to speak. Uh, the line I got from one source today was that. You, know, you you can give Jason Day a, a huge chunk of cash, and we may be talking, more, you know, full length of a contract, upwards of 18 million give or take. And you know, line was 18 million buys a lot of Johnson Wagners. <laughs> so I think, I, I think that's, I think that's probably the new, the new uh, Taylor Made reality is sort of main, maintaining that tour position without you know sort of allocating too much to just one or two or three guys
0: oh that's great i'm gonna have to use that line at some point i have to uh (laughs) i I wish i could take credit for it because it's
2: absolutely brilliant
0: (laughs) (laughs) mr assistant is there anything that you'd like to mention or fill uh, the listeners in on about this particular deal
1: i'm 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 totally with tony on this one i mean you know he's right with exactly what he says you know for many years now, you know, like he says, he's all about you know the number one driver, the number one this and the number one that, and yeah, to a to a degree that, that you know they are the number one driver in in, in golf, are You know, you you can't deny that everyone uses them. You know, if even Luke Donald, you know, uses one, and Ernie Els, and you know, you look in every other bag nowadays, there is there is, a, there is a TaylorMade driver at some point in there. He's right to a degree, and. I think whoever comes in and puts the money forward for this, for the deal or, 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 or whatever, it's important, I think, still that they maintain this number one driver. And I, I agree with Tony. I think for TaylorMade, especially, to remain in golf, it is important that they remain there. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: that is Mr. Tony Covey from MyGolfSpy.com. You can follow him on Twitter at GolfSpyT. And Mr. Assistant, the Secret Tour Pro's assistant, has joined us again. You can follow the Secret Tour Pro on Twitter at Pro. Gentlemen, this was awesome, and hopefully we can do it again soon in the future.
1: Sounds good, man. Thanks. You too, man. Thanks for having us.
0: All righty, and listeners, we will be back next week with another guest, or two in this case. Uh, Until then, this is Adam from Golf & Filter signing off.